0: What you What you I'm different you. What you
1: Everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault Live Stream. We are a political podcast based in New York City, which is the center of this uh, pandemic called the coronavirus. We know that the news is talking about corona, 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 and unfortunately, they're not talking about beer these days. So, what we decided to do for today, uh, April the 8th, is we decided to do what we call Free for All Fridays which sometimes should be known as freefall Fridays because that's where it ends up and we just let the conversation go where it flows. Okay, and nobody knows. I am going to introduce a returning champion Brian Parker who leans to the left. Hello, Brian.
2: Yay, the champ is here. <laughs> okay.
1: I am also going to bring our international icon Samuel Kuchera. Hello, Sam.
3: All right, let's get let's keep the good looks rolling.
1: And I am also going to acknowledge Mr. Rob Arnold. Uh, Rob, what have you robbed today?
4: Uh, Well, it's funny you should ask me what have I robbed today. I had a fiance that made a t-shirt with a picture of me on the front of it. And under it said, I've been robbed. And then on the back, of my ignorance.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. (laughs) And then I have joining us... Bobby from Long Island. There is no last name there. I do know he is from Nassau County, home to one of the largest shopping malls in the United States, capital America. Here we go. Hello, Bobby. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine. You must be referring to Roosevelt Field. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Known to be one of the largest in America. I don't think it's that big, but maybe that's because I'm used to these mega malls in Massachusetts. So, guys, um, being that it's free for all Fridays – Um, You know, we can talk about the coronavirus, but I believe that's very, very easy. So on a show like Verbal Assault, sometimes it's difficult to be heard. And when you have a snarky, arrogant, cocky host who interrupts you all the time and doesn't let you finish your sentences, often you have to kind of jump in to get your point across. Today, I'm going to start with our guest from Nassau County, Long Island. Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself. You call yourself a constitutional conservative. And for you, outside of this corona thing, what do you think are some of the biggest issues in America or the world? Well, that's a
0: wide-open question. Um, yes. Close the uh, gap, brother. <laughs> I think, you know, paramount safety is important. Uh, safety with health safety, uh, uh, safety from violence, from crime. Uh-oh. Uh, what was the O for?
1: Bobby, I don't know. Okay, you're you're cutting in and out a little bit. So I'm gonna tell you if you if you've got a wire with you, try to keep it still and try to stay in one place because you're adding some good content and I want to make sure that we don't miss it. Rob Arnold. Bob right Bob Bobby talks about the military. Uh, this is this is something that in this current pandemic, we're fighting germ warfare. So what what does America need to do? Uh, what has to happen? What's 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 the biggest issues outside of coronavirus that you say we need to focus on?
4: Well, I think there, as as Bobby said, it is a wide open question. There are so many different things that we have to be focused on. I think yes. Uh, he pointed out crime. We want to uh, obviously be combating crime. Uh, those. Uh, those horrible people that we call the police people on the left, they kind of demonize the police. Um, yeah, they're the bad guys. Now, no, without the police, we would have anarchy. Um, nobody says nobody
2: says says that.
4: that. I get people all the time that just basically demonize and villainize the police. And, and then as far as no reason. And, um, well, that's a great question. It's here's the thing, Brian, is that they see one asshole. Uh, look, um, Uh, without that five-sided building in Arlington, Virginia, I believe the whole world would be in anarchy today. So our military, they really are, we call them the policemen of the world. I don't like that, but with great power does come great responsibility. And we have people from our military, from our United States Armed Forces in many, many countries keeping the peace. And the UN is essentially, in many ways, they are good, they do good work, But in many other ways, they are uh, feckless and feeble and useless Uh, when it comes to evil. um, There are evil people in
1: the world. Can we all agree on that? Um, (laughs) You know, I'm going to agree with you that there are evil people in the world. And you know what? Sometimes we describe evil as being the opposite of good. But, you know, in the Bible, God says that he God says that he's the creator of good and evil. So I just wanted to throw that in there.
4: Uh, Yeah, well, free agency, you know, and uh, so you're going to get people that are just going to be evil, uh, but we have to obviously combat that. This goes to one thing I want to say before I, you know, shush up and have somebody else uh, join in the conversation, but it's, there's a guy by the name of Britt Hume. Now, he's former Washington bureau chief for Fox News, which people say, oh, good, when they hear Fox News, because they don't understand they're being brainwashed by CNN. But Britt Hume said... um, Uh, and I think very, very accurately so, it is no longer a matter of us being divided. And by the way, guys, we've always been ideologically divided. You look at Kennedy-Nixon, that was a squeaker. So we've always been divided um, ideologically. He says it's more now a matter of each side sees the other side as something that's evil that must be stopped. And I think that's uh, pretty pretty, uh, telltale right there.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, we're talking about good and we're talking about evil. Uh is everything, Sam, so black and white, or for lack of a better word, please forgive me because I'm known to border onto racial political identity. But every is everything, um, is everything so clear or are there gray areas? There's
3: plenty. There's plenty of gray areas, but I think sure. I think when it comes to like what Rob is saying, everyone taking sides, ideological sides, um, then then we tend to make it more black and white, because you know, like like Brian always says to me, you know, we the right side always wants to go backwards when we want to, when we're going to talk Trump versus the right will bring up uh, uh, Obama, right? So it becomes really black and white like that. Um, I think in in many ways, actually it is because everyone has their own viewpoints and the right definitely has a different viewpoint from the left. You know, for example, uh, Rob just said, like, this information came from Fox News as opposed to listening to CNN, which is brainwashing you, right? So that means that Fox News is more uh, open-minded or say fair and balanced as opposed to CNN being, you know, some mind control uh, apparatus so yeah
1: it's 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 an observation that i make from the right where cnn and msnbc are the enemy and it's an observation that i make on the left where breitbart news and fox news are the antithesis of good um and i don't think and i don't think there's a perspective on either side um as i've mentioned to people I, i i watched personally bbc uh, and I read the Christian Science Monitor, and I get much more of a global perspective. Uh, but let's but, not but guys, forget C-SPAN. C-SPAN, okay. Yeah. I, C-SPAN uh,
4: is is fantastic because when when you watch C-SPAN, you see U.S. senators, congressmen, congresswomen giving speeches on that Senate floor, on that on that floor, and you 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 can take it in its full context. Then if you watch um, uh, a newscast about it, you'll see how, and this is both sides. Fox does it too, um, is they take them out of context so often. That's why C-SPAN is so important. And that's why I think that Brian Lamb, the founder and CEO of C-SPAN, uh, is a, is an American hero.
1: Okay. Um, well said. So we're talking about C-SPAN. Mm. Um, but, you know, guys, dealing with this whole coronavirus situation can anybody here acknowledge the fact that we may not be getting all of the information that we should be getting, or we may not be getting all of the information as it's intended to be given? Is there anybody here that agrees or disagrees with what I said?
2: Bobby, take it's that possible. It's possible. Bobby, Bobby's go here. ahead. Please.
1: Okay. Technical difficulties. I, I, and I love repeating questions. Note, note my sarcasm. So what I was, we were discussing is we were discussing um, what are some of the most pressing issues in America. And the conversation sort of geared toward, uh, Rob, help me out. Go ahead.
4: I'm sorry. What, what are you asking me to say?
1: Or oh, speaking? God. Sam, go ahead. Pick it up from there.
3: Of course, we're not getting all the information. My belief is that China is lying. Or let's let's not use the word lying. Let's just, because because I wouldn't be able to say what is it, what exactly is the truth. So let's just say withholding. I believe that China is withholding information. Lots of information. Yeah? Okay. Well um, but, but
1: Yep, you're saying but what? uh something else. I was going to ask, but don't I mean WikiLeaks did this whole revelation. Against what was happening here in the United States, and now we're trying to Julian Assange. We want to chase him down internationally, and we want to jail him. You know, uh, Chelsea Chelsea Manning, who was uh, formerly Private Manning, okay, uh, revealed, "Hey, this is what's happening." And then we have Snowden. We, yeah. but don't all governments hold things back from the populace?
4: I um, think they have to. If if they if they told us everything that's actually going on. We'd all shit a brick. Hmm. Uh, Bobby is back, by the way. Is that, is that correct, Bobby? All right, Bobby's,
1: so, so- Bobby's the invisible man today. But go
4: ahead, Bobby. <laughs> so I would say, Marquis, that yes, they, they feed us misinformation and disinformation in these media outlets every damn day. Now, I shared one story on one of the shows previously, but it does bear repeating. Okay. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to give you a, a quintessential example. In the New York Daily News, they had Donald Trump boarding Air Force One and his wife and son to the left and right of him spaced away from him as he collapsed the umbrella and they had this some so-called etiquette expert talking in a blurb underneath the picture so what what I'm pointing out here is that president trump had his wife and his son under the umbrella with him as he walked to Air Force One. There's no way that with that giant, you know, the largest umbrella I've ever seen in my life, that he had his, his wife and son um, not under the umbrella with him. But when he went to board the vessel, he collapsed the umbrella and they had to move to either side of him lest they get poked in an eye. So they moved out of the way. The Daily News go, they take the picture and they say, look at this guy. He doesn't even share his umbrella with his wife and kid, his son, uh, Baron. So I'm telling you right here, right now, that the minute I know that the New York Daily News is pulling stunts like that one, and that I know that hundreds of newspapers are doing the same sort of thing against any Republican president, not just Donald Trump, is the minute I know they cannot be trusted. Donald Trump is just the first Republican president to fight back and tell them where to go and how to get there. About time somebody did.
3: on.
1: Okay, so what I'm hearing is sort of we needed someone to come in there and sort of go rogue, no?
4: No, we just needed somebody to to take him out to the woodshed.
1: Okay, so playing by the rules means that the rules are are no longer working, and we needed to do something different. Is that a correct assessment? Well,
4: because the 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 media, these these so called journalists, are enemies of First Amendment. They're abusing it, and because they're just lying all day long every day. I gave you mm. countless examples of it, mm. and so then that okay. makes them the enemy of the people.
1: Okay, I'd like to ask, were were and I, I hate to have to go back this far, but would Watergate exist without journalists? The discovery of Watergate.
4: Ah, well, that one, that, you know, Richard Nixon, he, he went from, see, there's a fine line between finely honed perception and paranoia. He fell on the side of paranoia. And when you have a man sitting in the Oval Office that's falling into this trap of paranoia, we need someone like, uh, those two journalists who went ahead And exposed him He 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 did go too far He was a great okay. president in many ways But he went okay. too far All he had to do was come out and say, these bozos I don't know what the hell they're doing he fire everybody and then go back to China And work out another deal
1: see, see, here's But to your the problem, point,
4: these journalists would be called whistleblowers And we can't have those, right? Well, whistleblowers are highly important But sometimes you got people that are so-called whistleblowers That are anything but They're not whistleblowers, they're troublemakers
1: Mm, but whistleblowers
4: and, and just who
2: should decide which is which? All of us.
3: I don't think a journalist is a whistleblower. I don't know, I don't know
2: if I. Agree. All, all of us can't even. All of us can't even decide if the sun is shining outside. So how is that possible?
4: Well, we can all agree on certain things. There's lots of common ground out there, Brian. Well, like
3: a journalist like, can't like fall like under. People under people
4: in this together on COVID nineteen.
3: A journalist doesn't fall under the Whistleblower Act, man. just to just to put that Not out. Not really. No,
4: no, no. I I wasn't
2: saying that directly in that correlation. Sam, my point was, is that when you have somebody trying to report what's going on, whether it's a whistleblower trying to bring something to light or whether it's journalists trying to bring something to light. For instance, I'll use Trump as an example. Yes, I would agree that there are some journalists that will have slights and liens. CNBC has liens. MSNBC has a lien. Fox News has a lien. Yeah. Fox News said that they were created because there was a lien on the other side. Regardless, they still have a lien. That yeah, is no
4: a Everybody gets that. Yes. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's going to doubt that. Yes, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. It's no longer about a, a bias or a lean. It's about, it stress, is about a bias. lies. It's about lies. It's about disinformation and misinformation. You, you, you think that the press, the media, or the newspaper, newsprint media. Rob, Rob, you, let, you, me, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, bad. Rob. Rob, let me ask you a question.
2: Have you ever ever sat there and had a favorite sports team? And and your team can be playing against my team, and we're sitting right beside each other. My team will be. And and you see your team commit uh, uh, one penalty, and I see it from another side. I say pass interference. You say, what interference? Now, we're standing beside each other, but because of the jersey that we wear, we're going to look at it from two totally different standpoints,
4: looking at the exact same thing. That's a point well taken. Everybody's going to see things through their own prism and their own lens. And that's where bias comes in. But but when the newspapers no longer keep their opinions to the editorial and op-ed sections, instead disguise their opinions as straight news and, and, and put it on the front cover, then you got a like real what? problem. Give me Give well, me an example of that.
1: Well, well, he said the Daily News earlier, but the Daily News is known to be a rag. It's the sixth
4: largest newspaper in America.
1: It, but it's a rag. It's a rag. Yeah, but it's the it's, it's sixth largest.
4: They are the sixth largest newspaper in America, which means they have influence. They have the ability to uh, shape the way people think. They do that on a very large scale. And And, and another great example is Katrina. The governor of of Louisiana wouldn't allow the feds into the uh, affected areas to to help save Hurricane Katrina victims. And so all the media did was said, oh, well, uh, uh, George Bush just doesn't give a damn about poor blacks in New Orleans. No, that was Kanye West. Kanye West said that, but OK. No, actually, the media did that day day in, day out.
1: Okay, but one second. Uh, Sam wanted to add something earlier and we kind of had to hold him back for a second. Sam, go ahead, please.
3: Well Brian said he wanted proof that um that the journalist was being uh fair I think right or you want mm-hmm. to uh,
2: well I, yeah I just said I just said for example yes mm-hmm. yeah but
3: not not fair I think um, it, maybe it was about the bias or something and then you asked for proof on it so I was thinking okay well CNN and MSNBC and all these channels they did it all the time like with Trump for example um when they were saying things without supporting it with facts, as the example can be- And Lou
2: Dobbs, Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity don't do that when it's Obama?
3: Well, I'm only going to give they you- They point you, out facts. Yeah, I'm going to give you- Rush a, Limbaugh doesn't yeah. do that with, when it's Obama? You asked for, I'm not going back to Obama. Now, you're going back to Obama. You're the one that says stop doing that. Now, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, but of
2: course, see, uh, they're not going to say that if it. I guess your point though is MSNBC and CNN wouldn't bash Obama. Well, my point is, is that, but then if you flip it to when Obama's in in the office, Fox News didn't go after him relentlessly. They
3: pointed I out filed. that same thing. I have no idea. And I'm not tempted to go backwards because you're the one that teaches me not to go backwards. Right. But I was well, going to no, give, no, no. give you That's just a reference
2: point. Uh, well, I was just going to. That sounds you, convenient, but OK, I'm listening. All right.
3: I mean, so they Brian accepted, is right. That's just a reference Massive, massive example would be like when Donald Trump was was being investigated for collusion with the Russians, and you had MSNBC, oh, you God. had CNN, you had all of these channels, all of these reporters saying there was undeniable, indisputable evidence that he was colluding with lying the Russians. their asses off. However, there was nothing, as reported by Robert Mueller, who was hired as a you know de- Democratic operative.
2: Yeah, so there was no. That's not what Mueller said. There was no evidence that, that really isn't what Mo- Robert Mueller said. You know that.
4: Oh, Robert Mueller, his his performance. Oh my!
3: He said there was no evidence of collusion.
2: Robert Mueller said that if I had evidence that could exonerate the president, I would say so.
3: There was no evidence, and Robert Mueller was not in position to exonerate the president.
4: Okay. The whole thing was a damn flop, and obviously so, Marquis, You were starting okay. to salmonize something. Actually, I, I, Democrats, I, I was.
3: Democrats I, I, should be very upset about the whole thing because, because your tax dollars, just like the Republicans, your tax dollars was completely wasted on that investigation. But instead,
2: you oh, choose Binganzi too. Yes, guys, sure. Guys, I know. Choose-
3: choose- you-
1: right, can okay. we listen to Marquis for a second, please? I, you know something? I know that the show hosts itself, but every now and then I like to call myself the host because I actually like to try to guide the conversation. Note yeah. the sarcasm. So what I'm trying to ask yeah. is, okay, when four, we're, talking, we, we're sitting here, we're, we're, we're making statements here about something that is inconclusive. There was no conclusion made. So it is neither positive or negative. He was actually pulling himself back to say, I'm not going to make that decision. I'm going to let Congress do that. He didn't want to get caught up into that political firestorm. What's happening with this administration, which is what the right seems to not be aware of, is that there is a lot of questionable behavior that is not explained. I don't know in what lifetime North Korea, China and Russia suddenly become our allies, but in mine. I don't know what lifetime. Bobby, so, can you take not, that one? Not even in
3: this lifetime. Bobby, That's what
0: are you talking about? allies. North Korea is not an ally. We have harsh sanctions on them. We've got harsh sanctions on the. you know The same thing with China. We've got harsh sanctions. The same thing with Russia. There's sanctions on. Them. This is... You know, let, let's Whoa. address Russia right now. Let's address okay. Russia. They Economic. invaded Crimea. The A okay. red line was drawn and in the sand and Russia. nothing was done. They invaded Eastern right. Europe. Nothing was... Well, actually, I shouldn't say nothing was done. Okay. Our missile defense was removed from Europe. Okay. And we send blankets, blankets and MREs I mean, to, to the Ukraine troops. One second, Sam. So how are they allies?
1: So here, all right, yeah, here, the here, here's, what, here's the observation that I made as an American. I know that when Bush was in the White House, America had become, it got to the point that America didn't know when this Afghan war was going to end. One of the reasons that Obama was was voted in, you know, for America to get a black president, a biracial president was like, oh my God, the history has been made here, you know, even though I don't think Lincoln was fully Caucasian, but that's a story for another day. Um, you know, people were people were war wary, okay? And it seems to it seems to be the opinion of the left that oftentimes when a Republican is in the White House, we end up going to war and we sort of end up moving into a country and kind of annihilating a country or showing showing our superiority through military means. And that's great for America and its military economy. But what does that mean globally? And here we are in Trump. Is 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 our is our commander in chief? He's our president, and and globally, I'm not exactly sure where we are in the mix. And oh, I know exactly sure where we are. We have I'm not sure we have the same influence that we once did. Go ahead, Rob. You want to take that?
4: Well, of course. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take that one. I mean, I'm, where where we are is Donald Trump, unlike his predecessor, is uh, reinforcing our allies and going after our enemies. What Bobby was pointing out—that all happened under Obama. Could you imagine for one minute, right now, just everyone in this room, all you hear, all the panelists? Imagine if under Trump, the uh, Russian troops went in and invaded and took over Crimea. What would they be saying in the media? Oh my goodness gracious! They'd be screaming for impeachment before they, before uh, just as any one boot stepped on the ground. But under Obama, the predecessor, when that happened, they didn't yeah. say boot.
1: Now, why don't what? what so, so, okay. So then, is Trump at some point going to make a decision to go in and clean up Obama's mess and maybe maybe take it back?
4: He's See, already he been said, doing that. Instead of sending blankets, he sent tank-busting
1: missiles. Okay, so is Crimea part of Russia now, or is it part of yes. Ukraine?
4: It's it's now a part of Russia. They took it over okay. under Obama.
1: So at what point does Trump make the decision that my predecessor fucked up and now we're going to go back in with our military might and take it back? No,
4: he won't pick that battle, but he won't let because? them take another
1: U.S. Why? 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 He mad, right?
4: Well, yes, no. but he knows how to pick his battles. He just won't allow uh, Putin to go and do that again uh, on his watch with any other <laughs> country.
1: I have a hard time with that. Uh, Brian, I hear you laughing. Please go ahead and take that, Brian.
4: Because he's in Putin's back Dumb. All right, go ahead, Brian. He,
2: well, well he, well, he is. He, yeah, he well, does, and, and, and when you when you sit there and, and say that uh, uh, he's not, he's bashing the UN. He's bashing our allies.
4: No, he's not. He's making. What are you talking about? Well, how is he bashing our allies? Bashing the UN is not the same thing as bashing our allies. The UN has become a feckless, America-hating uh, snake pit, and they're also as anti-Semitic as it gets.
1: Okay. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Rob. That's a strong statement. Sam, you're someone who has traveled internationally. Does the UN serve a purpose anymore in the United States?
3: Uh, I'm I'm, I'm leaving that up to Rob. Rob is answering that question very well. No, no,
1: no. No, I'd rather rather you – I'm asking, give me a second. Man, I'm asking this, you this, to this, hold on to it, and there's a reason. I'm asking I, you to hold on to it because diplomacy serves a purpose. Essentially, my question that I'm asking you, if you feel uncomfortable answering that one, is what purpose does diplomacy serve in 2020?
3: Diplomacy serves as the same purpose in every year. You got to go in there with diplomatic relations. You have to go in there and make things fair and evil and even equal with with uh, your allies, your friends, your neighbors, even with your enemies, there has to be rules of the. Right. Yeah. There has to be rules of okay. the game, no matter so, what game you're playing. That's okay, the I'm gonna. I'm, got it. I'm
1: gonna move this over to Bobby. Bobby, I live in Nassau County, Long Island. I live on the North Shore, and I have the biggest house that overlooks the Long Island Sound. Okay, should I be the person that dictates? The cleanliness or the level of muck in the Long Island Sound because I have the biggest house. Yes or no?
0: I, I think the size of your house and the location are irrelevant. Hey, they're relevant, but should I
1: should should I have the strongest say, or is it equal to everyone who has a house on the
0: Sound? Well, the Sound isn't owned by you. It's owned by uh, the you know the state owns the property, the waters. We all share the waters, whether you have a big house or okay. a bungalow
1: so we make a good point and i appreciate you for making that point when it comes to the united states uh the point that i'm trying to make here is that we all have a stake in decisions that are made and it is crucial that relationships are maintained as best as possible and even though you may consider someone your enemy or you may not agree with them there are diplomatic channels that need to be taken in order to maintain some type of relationship,
0: fully well, agree. That's why Trump met with the, you know, the the, uh, the North Korean dictator.
1: Okay, now let's let's give him. I credit agree for with that. that. He got into the room, and the and, and and Kim said, "This is what's going to happen," and he actually didn't follow through.
4: We don't know that yet. Okay, okay But look, let's be real clear on Kim Jong Un. His father and his grandfather before them, they befuddled every American president. And when Obama was in the White House, the predecessor to the current president, Kim Jong un, was launching missiles in all directions, and each one was exponentially more powerful than the one before it. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about massive megatons, shooting them at will in all directions. Trump came along and stopped that, just like he stopped ISIS from chopping off heads all over the Middle East and Mm -hmm. taking over cities that
0: Obama
1: just sat by and watched.
0: Okay, well, we got... It's It's accurate
1: history. Okay, so we got to the point where Donald Trump was saying to Kim Jong-un... Hey, uh, you know, the, the I don't know the insults that he was throwing at the guy, but they sounded like two pissed off bullies in the junior house schoolyard. <laughs> it got to the point that people were concerned that we were going to enter into a third world war, which would be nuclear. Now, what do you guys on the right say that was the best approach in moving forward and dealing with someone like Kim Jong-un?
4: He just sat his ass down in Singapore and let him know you got one of two choices. You're either going to get decimated or you're going to have beachfront property worth
1: millions of dollars. Your choice. Okay, so when we say decimated, we're talking about North Korea. But of course, if nuclear missiles and bombs are launched, that has a a global catastrophic effect. Are Are we in agreement on that or do we dispute that?
4: What missiles, uh, nuclear missiles? That would be global mayhem. Yeah.
1: Okay. He's
2: referring to the fire and fury and hell and brimstone and all that shit Trump was spewing. Mm-hmm.
4: Trump is a rocket, rocket man. He was just making clear that Kim Jong Un can no longer launch massive rockets with megatons through the roof at will, like he did under Obama.
2: Using I, dangerous yeah. rhetoric.
4: Dangerous rhetoric. He set his pudgy little ass down to Singapore, and then he did something no president ever had done, which was he stepped into the DMZ zone. That was well, history made.
1: But guys, here's a concern that I have, and I hear this often from the right. I hear blame being deflected to other administrations, but when decisions, uh, when when actions are taken that are dangerous, why don't I hear anybody acknowledge that? I, when, when we're talking to when we're talking to world dictators and we have the potential for nuclear war, does it not make sense to use diplomatic channels in order to avoid crisis?
4: Michael Pompeo is one of the greatest secretary of states we've ever had, and he's using diplomatic measures day in, day out.
1: Thank so you, see, you feel he has one of the greatest secretaries of state?
4: Oh, he's a fantastic secretary of state. Smart. I mean, which one? He's had like 10 of them.
3: Yeah.
1: That's true.
4: Which that? That's
3: all right. He What's could add twelve of them. Doesn't matter. Mike Pompeo. No, no, no.
2: Well, it does matter when you're doing diplomacy, Sam, because there's a certain level of, of consistency that you want to be able to have, so people believe that you're serious about what it is that you're doing.
4: I'd rather ten from Trump than the two Obama had, as in Hillary Clinton and John Kerry.
2: And you hire the best people. Why do you have to go through so damn many?
0: Can I ask a question? Well, Ryan? because. Can you name the other nine? Brian, can you name the other nine Secretary of States?
2: It was hyperbole. I know it hasn't been that many.
0: Well, then why would you say that? See, you know, you're just.
2: Well, I, I, I would assume that I would assume that you if you've been on the show, you know, I'm intelligent enough to know that it's uh, that's in jest. So take 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 your role. I understand that it has been more than three.
0: Sometimes the jest is part of the problem.
2: You mean like calling something a hoax? Thank you.
4: Nah, that's a nonsense thing. He You're never called ho- it a
0: hoax. Are you talking about the coronavirus?
1: Well, yeah. he calls a lot yeah. of things
0: a hoax, so take your because pick. Because there's lots of hoaxes. That's all you
1: guys got. Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go Go. Go ahead, Bobby.
0: You were saying? The virus a hoax. <laughs> He's calling the media blame the hoax, just like they did with the with, uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Collusion, collusion, collusion. Obstruction, obstruction, obstruction. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And I wanted to say something earlier, speaking to Ukraine, because a lot of conversation came up about the whistleblower. The whistleblower was not a witness. He was not a witness. He was witness to nothing. He was a hearsay witness. That's like saying... I saw someone shoot someone, but I didn't see him. I wasn't there. I heard about it.
1: Wait a minute. Now you. you
4: and by the something. way, Jesse Sproulatt should be their their uh, their their presidential oh, nominee. Hold
1: on, Rob. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. When we finally did get a witness, we shut One it down. Witness. When we had a no, witness, he when, when, when he said, when he said, when he said. Okay, um, am I talking about Bolton? Is that the name that I'm looking for? Yes. When, uh, okay, hold on hold on, hold
0: on.
3: hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, we just talked about – guys,
1: guys, guys, okay, hold on. Speak. Give me a second here, okay? Because often, because often the right gets accused of drowning everybody out. That's a general statement,
0: boy. That's interesting.
1: If there – well, no, no, no. It's an observation. It's an observation. So what I want to say here is – if there is nothing to hide why do we Maybe not should, have the can revelation
0: i, answer that in terms I got of it now. when
1: we want to it, it, but, I'm not, okay. but i'm give me a second i'm not finished when we chose when we choose to withhold it, the, the the thing that becomes questionable is trust and right now a lot of people on the left are questioning the integrity of the administration because when these witnesses say, "I'm willing to speak," I do have firsthand information. I'm willing to speak. No, we're not going to hear the witness. I, I, I we, we begged for this person or supply to their so documents. Speak.
4: You we're had, begged. you had how many witnesses in the house, and how many of those witnesses had their recordings played in the Senate? I, I think it was twenty-seven of them.
0: I, I think we're being. Oh, you have no witnesses. Well, um, I have a couple points to make, but let's go back to the witnesses. They, they, during the hearings, how many did they interview? Was it 11? And they also interviewed the ambassador. Now the ambassador, the, all of the witnesses were hearsay witnesses. Hearsay witnesses. They heard it from someone else. They weren't privy to the conversation. They weren't on it. They heard about it from someone else.
2: That's not true. They did. Some of them were on the call. Only no, one was on the call, the and, and, and 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 there was the nothing call, said
4: in those he hearings presumed, that nailed Trump to anything.
0: Presumed was the word he used. You know, right? The le- I don't I know. The you be me. It got to
4: was. A, it was a kangaroo court.
1: Well, you know, guys. Trump often contradicts himself, and so it's kind of hard to follow the narrative. Now, he's just
4: you know, on an intellectual level where he—he's he, not contradicting himself the way you guys is. on the left think he, he is. is. So now he's—he's he's clarifying not. later.
3: He, he didn't
0: contradict well, anything well, because it, everything it, came
3: from the witnesses.
0: They okay. impeached him on a on a witness on a on a non witness. How can you impeach a president on someone that is a hearsay witness?
2: Oh. You're right. It's the same way that if I sat there and was accused of a crime and you go to a grand jury, you can be indicted. The House does the indictment is the Senate that does the conviction.
4: Right. Totally different things. You, well, can be, yes. you can be and, and, a hand and there was sand. no way there was ever going to be. If you know for a fact, there's no way there's ever going to be a conviction. Why would you do the indictment? It's just for the optics for the dumbest among us to think there's something wrong with the trial. All right, riot.
1: okay, nice guys. So Rob, Rob, Bobby, and Sam, let's say that let's say that you guys are absolutely right. Let's say that there is no crime being done whatsoever. Obviously, when we ask for documents, when documents are being asked by Congress, why would we not supply documents? And why is there retaliation? Explain. Uh, Sam, go with that
0: one. Uh, I'll respond in this matter. Documents. uh, Some documents contain classified information. Okay, and and I don't care whose administration is in power. That's always the rule of thumb. If there's classified information, they're not going to release them. That's not true.
2: You can redact redact that part to the general public, but the Gang of Six can always see it because they have access to confidential information. The U.S.
4: Senate shot this down in flames, and everybody knew they were going to. And by the way, one one Democrat turned Republican over this. God bless him. And another one said, "What are you people kidding me?" He stayed as a Democrat, but the guy out of New Jersey did it out of political experience. No, he did it because they're full of shit. Wait
1: a minute. So Rob, are we saying that if someone moves to the Republican Party, God God. bless them? That Wait, say that again, Marquis. I hear some, Are- some guys saying something about
4: childish. All right, what's okay. that?
1: Are we saying God bless those that switch to the Republican Party?
4: We're saying, God bless those who see straight through the hoax and say, you're all a bunch of filthy liars. I no longer want anything to do with your political party. Everyone well, knew it wasn't going anywhere. Well, those right people are just they only Don't did it be- to trick the people. That's all that was. But and, and the right right they did with right. the Russian collusion before that. So, and before that, they thought some washed up porn slut was going to do a man and her ambulance so, chasing scumbag lawyer. And then so who's, just Justin like, who's,
1: who's Justin Amash? What, wait Justin minute. Wait a minute. Why, why are we calling the woman a slut? Why has she got to be a slut?
4: She's a nasty
1: hoe.
2: Well, well, but he
1: slept with her.
4: He
2: slept with her while his wife was fucking pregnant. So what
4: does that make him? Yeah, he banged some <laughs> see, he banged some porn check once. Oh, and then his,
2: Lord. And that's between him and his wife. While his wife okay. was pre- Oh, but you can oh, judge no, her. No, no, no. But you no, can not judge a man fucking uh, outside of his marriage. It's between him and selective. his wife. Wait, wait, They're wait. It's isn't it? What? No, is no one,
4: one is whoa, about the institution whoa. of marriage, and the other one is about some lying, filthy slut that went on CNN every day whoa. to get her wow. fifteen
1: seconds of fame. So then, so then, Monica Lewinsky was a lying, filthy slut because if, she gave a blowjob.
4: I knew you were going to. Somebody was going to say and that. And Monica, Bill Clinton but, should be okay but, because that's within his
1: marriage. She if he had a not blowjob only, or not, if, if it, if and I don't cool. care about the damn blowjob because the economy was great.
4: If it was only Monica Lewinsky, it would have been unimportant, except for one thing. He had a semen splatter dress in the Oval Office where decisions for Hiroshima and Nagasaki oh have been made. And you know what? That's Are we that's done? The, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the apex of global military power right there. So you got some semen splatter dress in, in in the Oval Office. Yeah, that's real nice. And by the way, it wasn't just Monica Lewinsky. It was a score of women, and one of them, her husband, went to the media to complain, and he turned up dead the next day.
1: Okay. You know, you know something? Oh, um Lord. I'm gonna give each of you <laughs> Ten seconds to summarize today's conversation. Sam, you got the first word.
3: I think. Um, oh man, actually, I don't have a shit to say today. I don't have nothing to say. I think, <laughs> I think never, because, because it's because the conversation was supposed to be free for all, free for Friday, free for all, and it was taken in this. Too structured under your rules and your word and your conditions, and so I just kind of just lay, lay back and just listen to you guys.
1: Ah, I got it. Blame the host. Throw so him under the bus. Not a problem. Oh
3: okay. yeah. So you let it wash over.
1: <laughs> Rob so, go man. ahead go ahead I, well, so uh, Sam, no,
4: I guess what Sam, Sam is basically saying he just let it wash over him and some days we all can have those kinds of days where we, we're not in the mood to say much we'll pipe in a little here and there but let it wash over us and there's obviously some conflict between it to you guys I hope you work it out sooner than later you're both great, you're both, you're both great men so well that's December, why
1: he's here because of the differ, differing view no, it's, good.
4: it's why actually why good to, good to, to have, that. have that that makes for good radio but I'm going to say that uh, you know on some level to an extent but I'm going to say the summary of this whole thing is Barack Obama sucked and Donald Trump is great.
1: <laughs> okay, 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 and I don't think anything <laughs> you know. will change your mind on that. And and I'm sure and I'm sure it's, it sounds like Sam gave you a second on that. Okay, Bobby, go ahead. Fifteen seconds.
0: Um, uh, just back to corruption. I believe corruption exists regardless of party. Okay, it exists and you. it's wrong. The problem I have is that. There's selective corruption on one side of the aisle. And that's the I problem I have.
1: I agree with you, but I don't agree with the side. I, I, I see it on both sides. Like It's the- more
4: prevalent with the Democrats and the media. It's obvious.
0: Well, I, I one thing we didn't talk about was the FISA-Warrant corruption.
4: That's a big one. But well, we don't have okay, enough okay. time to get into that,
1: Bobby. We don't. Um, Brian, you've got 15 seconds left. I'll cut you off at 15. One.
2: This just in. This just in. Lou Dobbs just sent me an email. Wanted to let you guys know. Check's in the mail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Friggin' Brian. I am going to thank thank Bobby from Long Island. I'm going to thank Samuel Cochero, who is calling us from Connecticut. I am also going to thank uh, Rob Arnold, who is on the Upper West Side. I don't know where the hell Brian Parker is, and I don't think I need to know. I am Marquis Devereaux, your host of Verbal Assault Live Stream, real politics, real issues in real time. We hit from left, right, and center. We hope that you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and we hope that you're having a wonderful week. Stay safe, stay sane, and have a great weekend. Bye bye.
3: day.